are you living the life of your dreams with the partner of your dreams? If not, stay tuned in for this weekend edition of Sexy Confidence Bates Bads with Lady Eva, Dating Bootcamp Coach. Today I have with me Julia Kovac. She's uh, an intimacy coach and we were talking about cheating. I covered why men cheat, why women cheat, and uh, that's just my opinion and some of the things I have read and some of the things I heard, especially from people, why they stray away, even if they have a very good relationship. And today it just popped in my mind, Anna Karenina. And I, was, I said, mm, let me see if I remember the story that sometimes you get married, you love the person, but it's not the love of your life. And it happens that you find the love of your life and you are ready to destroy, you are ready to destroy your marriage, you are ready to destroy your family and everything, even take your life because of that big love that you have for the other person. So that I think psychologically that it's very interesting what makes people to to go to such an extent that they would give up everything when they have every when they have everything and when you mentioned that it occurred to me uh the bridges over madison county that's the opposite right he she ended up staying yes yeah so yeah those are difficult choices so um why do men cheat what is the reason? <laughs> you want to you jump right into it? Well, uh, you can tell a little bit about yourself, but uh, if people have been listening, they know you, but still I would like okay, to ask awesome. something about awesome. yourself, please. Awesome, thank you. Well, I would, first of all, like to say that, that I'm in my middle age. <laughs> and um, the reason why I want to say that, because I had a fair amount of experience. I think I would have dealt with cheating much more differently in my younger years than I would deal with it now. And I think life experience also teaches you some really hard uh, lessons around that. I think when we are younger, our, our emotions are purer in a sense that we don't know how to negotiate it. You just have the emotion and you run with it and you don't care, like Nana Karenina, you don't care about anything or even about yourself. And uh, ultimately, um, this love of your life thing is, is a very interesting concept. Actually, maybe we can talk about that another time, uh, just that in itself. But if people end up leaving a relationship because then they desperately fall in love with someone else, that is kind of <laughs> an unwritten uh, code that everybody knows that there's no way you can stop that. Like what happened in uh, Bridges over Madison County is, is that she ended up staying and she regretted it for the rest of her life. And so did he, uh, the lover who played, Clint Eastwood played him. And you know, we love those romantic stories because we all can relate to it. Yet for some of us, that whole love of your life may not ever happen. And I know that I've dealt with that for a long time and you don't know even how to recognize it. 
you know, there are so many aspects of love. The Greeks had five different definition of what love is. And romantic love was really not on top of the list <laughs> for a number, a number of centuries, really. Uh, romantic love wasn't uh, considered to be a basis for marriage. People understood that marriage was a contract and it is a business partnership, a life partnership. Uh, and someone you are madly in love with may not be the best father, the best person to live with, the person to, that you, it's easy for you to get along with, the person who is a, a good partner as far as provider, although that's, that's changing now. So I think when we're talking about the cheating, of course we immediately think that there's dishonesty involved. I think that is really the key here. I think modern relationships are very different. The younger people are already going into relationships with knowing that they may never need to be married. They may never, never be able to afford a house. They may never be able to have children. So, so it depends on what generation we are speaking to. When I'm listening to the newer generation and I'm talking about um, young adults in their 20s, they are, they are very much in a, in, a, in, a, in a flexible mode now, how they approach relationships. I have a son who is 25 and He's actually fallen in love with this really beautiful woman and they are, and she's only 22 and they are like so in love and it's so beautiful. But then he said, mom, you know, I just met her too early. Like, I don't want to settle down. The idea that I'm never gonna have sex with another girl for the rest of my life just freaks me right out. And he's, and I was so happy that he shared this with me because then he says, I just want to swim in an ocean of beautiful women. <laughs> and Every I'm a like, man's dream. <laughs> right? And it's like, well, and, and my answer was at 25, I think that's a really reasonable thing to, to dream about. And yet our society has this expectation uh, that, okay, you fall in love and, and that's it. You get married. And I know my parents are like, I think, oh, you're never going to meet anyone like her. She's amazing. And it's true. And I, and being a, a woman, I sympathize with her because I don't want her to have her heart broken either. And she is, she is understanding that they are too young. And so it's, uh, it's, it's how to reconcile that, what Hollywood has sold us, basically, <laughs> And, and how, how to reconcile the reality of what it actually means to be in a relationship. And, uh, and even at a later age, which you and I are, and some of my friends are, I just had uh, a walk with a good friend of mine and they actually met on Ashley Madison. They were both married. And they both were married in relationship where the sex was non-existent. And also the love kind of just died off and they met. And for those of you who don't know, Ashley Madison is a dating site for married couples. And I, can, I can't remember now the, the, the data, but it's like over 2 million people are on there. So there's wow. definitely something seriously wrong with, the, with our idea of this pristine marriage where you dedicate your life for the rest of your life 
to another person. So I just want to say that that according to according to uh, anthropological data, of course, humans were only supposed to be alive for about forty years. So if you were to if you were to get, of course, sexually active at age thirteen to eighteen in the previous agricultural generations. Uh, there was no birth control. You, your parents arranged a marriage for you to, to unite the land. And by the time you were 20, 25, and of course with no birth control, you kept having children. And many of these children died, two, three would have died. And then you had maybe six, seven, eight children. And by the age of 35, 45, your life was pretty much done. So yeah, you live together for 20 years with, in a marriage with a man you may or may not loved, had a bunch of kids, you worked your ass off, uh, taking care of the children and the land and feeding everybody. Um, and you pretty much, your life force was done and an infection hit, whether it's childbirth or otherwise, and you were dead. So that was the marriage and we are still enforcing that formula onto a modern life and we live up to 80 90 years old now and so that formula is not working you know as we see with the ashley madison sites and all these people are going out of marriage because we are not we are not living with a person for 20 years anymore where which is basically the time to raise a child we live much longer you know what's interesting because we live that long and kids they get together sometimes too young they get married and after they resent each other and uh, they go and cheat and they divorce and the kids are suffering if we would develop a society where we would say you know what like your son got afraid that he's going to be only with one woman go and live your life till a certain age experiment and a girl experiments is not a slut it's a human being. A guy experiments is not a dog. It's a human being. But go out, experiment. And when you figured out who you are, because you have no idea who you are at this point, you figured out who you are and what you want in life, then think about getting together with someone and then think about to, you know, to, to get married. I absolutely agree. And what I suggested for my son and his girlfriend is that uh, not to break up, you know, stay close friends and support each other because I hear them talking on the phone. They are so connected. They are so much supporting each other. They so love each other. And they also understand that they want to have experiences and, but they are afraid to let each other go because if another one would sleep with someone else, the pain of it, they cannot handle and because, uh, you know, when Sebastian told me this, he was, uh, he, he was like, well, would you like her to swim in an ocean of beautiful men? He said, well, no, not really. So, <laughs> so he, the emotions are there and the emotions are real. And uh, as much as what you said sounds really amazing when you think about it in the head, sometimes you do fall in love with the love of your life and you meet the love of your life at very early age. It does happen. The reality though is, and this is where they need a lot of support, is not to, not to limit each other. I told them like, go off and, 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 and be a part as well. Experiment a little bit and don't, and don't suffocate the relationship. 
because you will get bored in five, 10, 20 years and you may get, and so have the freedom. So the, the reality of why people cheat is because they want to feel free. Marriage feels like a shackle. It should not feel like a shackle. And I just finished um, a festival this weekend, ISTA, International School of Temple Arts. And uh, the main focus of the, of the teachings there is how to teach love and boundaries and an experimental way of being together. And that is really what's missing from our society. We learn how to be in relationships from movies, from porn, from modeling our parents, and none of that is really, uh, I mean, most of us don't have, don't have healthy relationships around us, and definitely the movies don't show healthy relationships, but, but, but we all grew up with, oh, you know, the, the eyes meet across the crowded room, and then you know, and then love will conquer all, and they will walk look, at the, look at the little girls. I'm a princess. The prince is yes. coming yes. to save me. It's the, the stories. It's they are unrealistic stories that kids grow up with, and that's their expectation. And when it does not happen, it's, it's a letdown. It's embedded in our in the fairy tales. It's embedded in the Disney movies. It's embedded in all the information that's coming to them. And what would be really important that we actually do have proper schools. And this is, uh, this is one of my, my great uh, dream, because if I were a, a prime minister or, you know, sort of, a, a, I, I would actually make sure that nobody gets a marriage license before they go through relationship, relationship uh, counseling uh, and, and parenting courses. You know what? It's interesting. You want to buy a car, you have to go and take a test that you, you are able to have a license. Uh, when you go and buy a car, you have to have the money, you have to have the insurance, you have to have everything. They don't give you a car just like that. And being a parent and being married, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's, and not only, but it's also people act like it's their birthright, and they're and it's not because a lot of lot of times, a lot of times people have not dealt with their own personal issues, and they just act it act it out with their kids, and 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 then we are creating a society of of damaged emotionally, physically. That's I mean you know this that people are are are, are ridden with trauma, and so what would be really important that people uh, learn communication skills. They learn to express their boundaries. They learn to express their desires. I remember I've been married twice. So my first, I can't, I, it's, it's embarrassing even to think about it. I got married about 24, something like that. And now when I think about uh, that marriage, of course we loved each other and we we're hot for each other. And we think that that's, that's good enough. We never had a discussion about children. We never had a discussion about what do you like, what you don't like, where do you want to live, where do you not? I mean, none of it. We never had a discussion about how to, how to express ourselves and what our boundaries are and what's tolerable, what's not tolerable. None of that. You none just of your of, values. Oh, no, none of it. I didn't even know what values were. <laughs> and did, uh, did you end up or did he end up cheating or... Well, no, but we ended. But we ended up. It was, it's a big, long story because he immigrated from Italy, and and but what ended up happening? He stopped talking to me, and uh, 
and I uh, and we ran into some serious communication issues. And he came from a family where his parents were estranged, lived in the same home, but because that's what people did. They didn't get divorced. They just lived together, but not talk to each other. And whenever, when he felt something was up, he just shut down and I couldn't reach him. I think that marriage could have been saved with, with a, a counselor and, and learning communication skills, a third party, but I couldn't I couldn't get anything out of him. And then eventually I said, I can't live like this. And if you're not talking to me, then I'll make a decision. And I bought him a ticket to go back to Italy. And that was that. I mean, there's more to the story, of course. But, but the thing was, I had no idea what to do. I just knew that I cannot live with the person. You know, that feeling that you're alone in a marriage and, and you know, you go go to sleep and the person turns his back. We were only married for three months and this was already happening. I'm like, I don't know how we can make it for the rest of our lives if we, if we don't talk to each other. Yes. So he didn't cheat, but but it was... Divorce, so, cheating. Well, yes, because, because honestly, that's what happened. You feel cheated anyways because you are, we are shut down. So, so we can talk about... Those are those are actually some of the reasons why people, let's say, if we were many more years into the marriage and we had children and this was to happen, then you feel that there's no intimacy. So the lack of intimacy and the lack of feeling heard, seen, um, understood. Those are the those are the reasons why you want to be in an intimate relationship with a person. And when that starts to go that's when people start looking elsewhere to find someone else to talk to i was uh, traveling in europe and i have lots of friends in different countries and i went to visit this friend of mine it was very interesting she was living living with the same man since she married him uh, they have three children and they live in in the separate bedrooms they don't have any even communication it's very very low it was very uncomfortable for me to be in that house when he was coming down i could feel the tension and i'm like why why live with the person says you know what he has nothing i work for everything that i have but the law there it would give most of the assets to him says so i have no choice yes so that's a very important point. A lot of people end up staying in, in these relationships, as we talked about it, because they are business contracts. You have the house together, you have your bank account, you're dependent. That's why my mother never left. I asked her many, many times, please, mom, let's see a counselor. Let's do, she says, I, I because, because my dad has anger issues and, uh, and she had been terrorized by his anger uh, all our lives, basically. And I asked her when I was, you know, getting to the age where I could ask these questions from her, I said, mom, why didn't you leave? The first time he yelled at you, why didn't you leave? And she said, where would I have gone? I, you know, that is back in Hungary in the 60s. She said, my, you know, I, I, the only choice I had at the time was to go back to my mom. Uh, she didn't want to take me back. In those days, there were no, no women's shelters. And it was, it is really a huge source of shame. And then, to go into a women's shelter so, divorced. and and get divorced though, as well he, and and my my mom said if she had gone back to her mom her mom would have said go back to him and work it out yeah i know yeah. that 
yeah. right? That was the solution. They, they didn't, and, and of course, the church was so, it's like, you don't get divorced, you work it out, something's wrong with you if you don't want it. And, and, and of course, my mother got married as a virgin. That's a whole other story itself. What if you are not sexually compatible? What if you don't like the sex that now your husband is going to engage with you for the rest of your life? What are you going to do? And, the, and the, the society around you and the church was pressuring everyone to stay and work it out. So what if your husband was violent and beat you? So what if he yelled at you? Suck it up, buttercup. I can tell you that I had a violent husband. I used to jump off the second floor so he's not killing me. Wow. And um, he, was, he was all gone. And uh, every time I stepped away, my mom was taking uh, his side, says, no, you should go back. He's, he's just a troubled person. And I stayed with him for quite a long time. Until one day I said, that's enough. And I stepped away. I said, I'm, he's going to kill me or, you know. So I, and I rebelled after. So I understand when you have something like that, like you are put in this kind of environment and you have no choice. You find a way, I suppose, to go and find a little happiness. Because yes. otherwise yes. you are not going to be able to survive, if, especially if you're going to give in for the children. Or Yes, so, so this is a very complicated issue, why men are angry and why they take it out on women. Um, so that's a whole other, whole other you know, podcast perhaps we can do on because, because you and I grew up in a generation that the post-war generation, so our parents were traumatized. Oh, yeah. and, then, and, then the, and then the children of the traumatized generation um, have grown up with so much repressed anger. And, it, in, in, and even now, uh, a lot of men, we live in patriarchy and there's so much pressure put on them to be the provider, to be all kinds of expectations, to, to be successful in this man's world. And, and they don't know how to deal with their emotions. They don't know how to process it. Uh, now there are men's groups. There are places where you can, you can talk about that. But in previous generations, there was nothing like that. Do you yes, think well, men cheat because sex or because they are not uh, relevant, they are, how to say, it, they need to have the attention of the woman. Why do you think men cheat? I think there are several reasons. I'm not a man, but I've, <laughs> I've, talked, talked, to a lot to, of, yeah. I've talked to a lot of them. And, um, and as a woman, uh, years ago when this came up in my relationship, my feeling was that why would he cheat if he gets everything at home? So my immediate thought was there's some, there's something is not enough. Like I don't have a big enough boobs or, 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 or I'm not, not engaging in a kind of sex that he's interested in. So I, I immediately would go to what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Later on, I've learned that, that that's actually not necessarily the case. Men love variety. They are wired for that uh, biologically to inseminate uh, as many and spread their seeds. That's just biologically wired. And, and the dopamine of 
of the of, of like my what my son said just being attracted to women and any kind of women it really it doesn't mean that one is more beautiful than the other it's just a variety and and to me that variety is a, is is a psychological and emotional need however uh, there is such thing as discipline and such thing as, as as being in contract. So of course, when you have children and you are living with the with the person, you're not gonna you're not gonna leave them and say, oh, you know, on this weekend I'm just gonna see someone else and you take care of the children. So you know, it becomes really really complicated. However, there are so that's one aspect, the variety. Another aspect is why men cheat, which I've heard from other men, is because their women shut down uh, their sexuality. They have children and they are not interested in sex anymore or they are, they are, their focus is not there or it's very difficult to find time uh, and people, don't, people are not taught, again, go back to not having any skills, not having communication skills, um, not knowing how to even bring up this subject. And... And, and, and actually create time for sexuality. We have been told that men are very sexual and women are just the receptive part and, and we are not supposed to be sexual. Uh, and so, yeah, biologically, the man wakes up with a hard on and he's ready to go. Women take a longer time to warm up to it. That doesn't mean they're not interested in sex, but it's, again, a matter of communication, a matter of understanding. Men of previous generation did not have these skills. Women of previous generations did not have these skills. You and I didn't grow up in a country where we were told that this is okay and we could even talk about it and, and ask a man what you want or you don't want. You just got married, you got the sex that was dished out to you and you put up with it. And if you were lucky, he was sensitive and kind and listened to you and wanted to uh, pleasure you and wanted to love you the way you wanted to be loved. But that wasn't available for many, many women. And even if the man was sensitive, he did not, he would not have had the skills to do that. So we kind of just think that, oh, well, we got together and it's just going to work out because we're going to figure it out. You can't figure this shit out. As you said, with, with driving a car, would you like to just get a car and then, and, and the license and, oh, you figure this shit out. It's a car. You, know, you don't know where is the brake. You don't know where is the light. You don't know anything, and a stop sign is well. It's optional, and uh, and or some is <laughs> right, right, and uh, and um, and other people are coming and going. Well, who cares? So, mm -hmm. so yeah. I mean, Eva, we live we live in a society where where we are not taught the basic rules and laws of how to be a human and how to connect with each other. And I guess that's why you are doing this podcast as well, to, to bring up these conversations and really make people feel better about themselves, that it's not their fault. No, but once you recognize that, once you recognize how incredibly unskilled we are, it's not a, it should not be a point of shame. It should be a point of opening and expansion. Ask questions. When you have that sense that something is wrong, you shouldn't be jumping out of the of the of, of your of the building of the second floor. But pick up a phone of battered women, and and now there are options, and they are hard options. 
and women are still oftentimes put themselves or they are put uh, in financial dependence and it's very difficult to walk away for sure however things are changing women have financial independence women can make their choices now uh, and so the landscape is changing uh, and are, and do we have uh, opportunities and places where we can also learn how to have these conversations and what are the conversations to have when you are getting into a relationship and that's kind of what the the, the network that you and I are building that when people are struggling with these issues, please do reach out to uh, a, a counselor, do reach out to a professional. Just like when you have a, somebody who teach you how to drive, reach out to somebody who can teach you. And it's very difficult for women to say that as well. So don't just turn to your wife or turn to your husband, oh, I want this or I want that. That's of course really, really important. But if you haven't had any skills around that, how to have that question and how to have that conversation is very, very difficult because women don't speak up because, because they're afraid of, of, of the reaction of their husband, especially if the husband is violent or, or prone to violence, whether it's emotional or otherwise, or when women are really dependent and they're afraid to lose their home or, or, or become single mothers, those are real fears. And then women will not speak up. So it's really important to have a third party navigate that for you. And people don't spend the money on it. But I let me tell you, uh, uh, and you've been divorced, I've been divorced. The cost of the divorce is astronomical compared to what a counselor would cost you. And it would end up in friendly terms instead of being an animosity and dragging the kids left and right. Oh my God. So the emotional damage of a fallout of a divorce is huge. Uh, it's huge. And that is really, I think, the, the biggest message that I would like to, like to get everyone to understand. If you are in that situation, whether you're cheating, whether you feel like you want to, whether you feel like you are in a relationship that is not working anymore for some reason, please reach out. And I'm not taunting my own horn. The reason why I got into this, because I realized there is a giant gap and people need this information desperately and they don't know how to get it. And, and just a regular counselor that's out there may not be because they're, they're trained in psychology might not be the, the right person either because they are, they, people are still uncomfortable talking about sex. When I was in those situations, I had nowhere to go. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing because I had nowhere to go. I didn't know who to talk to and your girlfriends are not good enough. No, it's not. No. Um, it's interesting that we were talking about why men cheat and I have been uh, reading a lot and, uh, and researching and talking to people. And basically, most, both of the sides, almost the same thing. They want to, uh, they want to be um, romance. They want to uh, get close to each other. They want to be noticed and heard. And um, I, it's very interesting that I read that women get bored faster with sex when they are in the same relationship than men and the way how they they um why they cheat 
is because if the man loves everything that is at home, loves his wife, still can cheat. But the woman, when steps away and cheats, it's for more for emotional reasons and they and she already made a plan. She's not just going to go out and cheat, but she had a plan that she's unhappy and she wants to experience something else. And another thing, and after I let you talk about this, um, about women in all time. In all time, women, they had sex with, uh, all all time, with many men. And the reason why, because they didn't know which child is going to survive. And if they had children from different places, they, uh, they were less of a problem to be killed in those times. Mm -hmm. It, it was sure. just interesting to uh, to see very that. Interesting, very interesting. And and I, you know, I, I kind of stumbled onto this field quite late in age. And when I was doing the research and I went to swing clubs, um, I was amazed to see that that uh, actually women's capacity for orgasm is actually much bigger than than what we think or we were taught because if you're with one partner it's you know we talked about how men love variety but men love variety for different reasons oh maybe not not so much so different but women women actually when they have not when they have an orgasm whether it's vaginal or clitoral uh i mean it, every woman is a little bit different but what i've noticed uh is that so if you are with one partner, sex is kind of, it is over when a man comes for the most part, right? Yes. And uh, if, you, if he was a good lover, you also had one or two or more orgasms by then. And, and if he is taking a long time to come, maybe by the time he comes, you are also complete. But, but in the traditional in the traditional relationship, most of the time, if men have especially been trained by porn or they have a very patriarchal, old-fashioned mind, the idea is that they have a hard-on. They want their women to, to get, get going. So, so they, they, you know, they do a bit of kissing or making out and warming up the woman and then, and then start, start the intercourse. And then they come and it's over and, uh, and the woman is like, okay. And that's kind of the sex that most of the time women say no to, or this is why they end up not wanting to have sex because, because they just feel like they are receptacles for a man's ejaculation and they don't actually enjoy or even relax into their body. And we both know how, sex is and, and 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 being able to open up to a man to the level that they they would i'm sure like to it's it's a psychological and emotional process of safety and feeling safe emotionally and so if, if women are, are in relationships where they build up a lot of resentment their body is shut down and if they're dealing with trauma their body is shut down and for men it's actually quite a difficult job to to jump through all those hoops in order to get what they want. And uh, so, so they may go out and outside of the relationship and they find a lover where, 
where maybe it's agreed upon that that's all we do and we just have sex and that's it and uh and the novelty once the novelty wears off there they also deal with the same emotional issues as well so it's not like that that going outside of the marriage is going to solve situations in the european <laughs> settings when people had affairs uh, for a number of years because it was considered that the wife is raising the children and you don't want to you don't want to uh, rock the boat the beautiful house the beautiful home that's all fine but sex is long gone and and then they'll end up having affairs that goes on for a long time and it's been long proven that when people actually leave the marriage eventually because often the the woman the the, the lover is like well leave your wife and she's waiting for the wife to leave or for the husband to leave and when they when they leave and they if they get together with the person of that they had an affair with often that relationship will also end up dying in a two three years so it's you know those are band-aid solutions the reality is is that there's a great book research had been done called sex at dawn and uh, that as much as it sounds like a sexy book it's actually talking about an anthropological study of human nature and and in that they are comparing us to the, uh, to to various other primates and we are so we are by nature not monogamous have you ever heard of high report high report the height report no no okay i'm going to give you after thank you yeah maybe you can put it in a link for people as well yeah. And uh, because it's super interesting, our society tells us, tell us, tells us, get married, walk, walk into the sun, into the sunset for the rest of your life. And honestly, if that happens, when that happens, it's a beautiful thing. But it's not as easy as just that. It it, it requires a lot of communication, a lot of deep digging, and and that. Uh, basic building the foundation is missing so many times. And I think if that were to happen in within that conversation, you can also talk about uh, your sexuality and what, what you require. And so swing cops have sprung up around the world. I think originally in the 70s, it started with the Swedes, <laughs> if you remember, and we started hearing the wife swapping idea, right? And then, and then, because for this exact reason. They had it in Canada too. I remember the, the key, you put the key in and they had a movie about it. And I was oh, really? like, oh my God, it's like, this is Canada. I wasn't living here then. Well, that's the thing. Uh, it, this is before the internet. So this kind of information, not like it was, it was, it, no, it was out there and open. We, can't, we just heard about it. And when I was in Hungary, heard about the Swedes and, and, and wow, you know, the wife swapping. And then everybody thought it was kind of weird and pervert. But then I wonder how many people would actually admit that they would like to try it. So it didn't, didn't start out as like, oh, I'm, I'm going to cheat. It was one of the models that maybe good friends would say. I mean, there, was, there were lots of rumors about Ebba, right? As well. And, and we all looked at them. It's like, oh, who's having sex with whom here? <laughs> And the reality is, and I did have actually um, a really good, well, I still have him as a friend, but he told me he is in his 70s now, and he 
did say that it, that that uh, one of his best relationships were he, when he when they did manage to find another couple, and they were having foursomes. And if you think about it, if you are able to get your head <laughs> past the romanticism of it all, and uh, right. Sometimes you get tired, or 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 when you know when when you're doing one one act, it would be nice to have like another another body part in your hand, or kissing someone else while somebody is doing something else for you. So actually, logistically, it's not not altogether a bad idea. However, and when I went to the swing clubs and and I went with friends who had been active swingers. And when they were engaged in a sexual act and there were more people and then, and then they were all reaching these or high orgasmic states, when I put my hands on her back and his back and I felt their orgasmic energy, I felt it in my body myself. So actually, it is, it is an, this is something that we don't talk about often enough to understand that we can get past our ideas of emotional connection of course i do not recommend and people always say this don't go to swing clubs to work your marital problems out you could only go there when you have a really stable relationship and you are you are connected and you have conversations don't go there and then find out that your husband likes someone else it's actually female run it's very much uh, based on clear communications, nobody is doing creepy stuff or or touching you without any permission. So all of this is with consent, with openness, and with exploration, and uh, and and lot of respect for each other. So what people go there is the sexual openness and energy and experimentation, not to for egoic reasons. And that is very, very important to underline. I think when people cheat is because there is, a, there is an immaturity in the communication skills and, they, and there's a lot of fear. If I bring this up, she's going to fucking kick me out. Or when I, if, I, if he finds out, he's going to beat the shit out of me. And we have several examples in our history when that was the case. O.J. Simpson motherfucker right so yeah so oj simpson very important and we were all following that whole saga on tv and he was a jealous maniac and we don't even know what happened who knows if if his wife even had an affair but but this it's really important to understand how much fear is implanted in people's minds about this and how costly the emotional cost of of even thinking about uh, being with another person. So I think as an evolved society, we must and we must talk about this and we must treat people with with utmost respect and dignity. And and we have this life that is so beautiful and it can provide us with so many amazing opportunities to expand our, our emotions. And in the communities where I stay that, uh, jealousy was one of the final frontier of, of human emotions. So, 
So, you know, the values that we are thinking about, we all understand honesty and integrity and as, as strong values in a society, uh, but emotions come up. So don't, let's not underestimate that we do get jealous. Okay, that's interesting. I'm going to bring that to things that you were talking about and in my mind. In Sweden, the schools, they had sex education and when they were, um, they were finishing school, they were going on a boat and they had the chance to, uh, to experiment. That was something, in, I don't know if it's still on or not. The other thing, I wonder how this jealousy was created because if you really love someone and it's not your property, it's not something that you can hold on to. And more, you, more jealous you are, more you push them away. More you want them not to do things, more they're going to do it. So, well, well, yes, of course, because as human nature is, we like to be free. Mm-hmm. We want to be free. And whether you're a parent, whether you're a boss, whether you are a husband or a wife who is engaged in a power struggle, it's, it comes from a, a, an insecure, a place of insecurity when you want to control the other person. So, of course, part of us all want to do that. So what is really important in, in, a, in a relationship landscape is that, that each one of us have the toxic masculine, the toxic feminine, and a healthy feminine and a healthy masculine in, in, in us. And, and that's, you know, another conversation, what that actually means uh, but whether you're a woman or a man, we all carry these parts with us. And the toxicity generally comes, those are toxic feelings like jealousy and revenge. And those are all based in the dark, in the dark uh, side. And they should not be repressed. So it's very important to release those because when they are repressed, that's when you have an angry husband who beats the wife for no reason whatsoever because he's got, he's got no outlet for those emotions. So, so as we are evolving as a society, we need to take responsibility for our own emotions and find ways to express them and not use our partners as a, as a, you know, like my, my dad and my mother as a, as a, you know, pound, as a pound, as a pillow to pound. Right. A punching bag. Thank you. A punching bag or a doormat or all of those things. Uh, Those all come from, uh, from serious codependency. And it's all based in fear, fear of not expressing yourself, fear of the consequences. So, uh, so, as we are evolving, we all need to take responsibility. And as you were saying about young couples, it would be very important, yes, that young people take their time to get to know themselves, to know how they respond to the world. Hopefully, a lot of young people now grew up without parents who have been emotionally damaging them for a long period of time. So they, they don't have to deal with a lot of trauma but a lot of them still have 
still have a lot of trauma. So, so work that out before you get into a relationship. Don't just, oops, not, you know, have a, have a pregnancy. That is, that is not. And, and one, one other point I wanted to uh, make uh, about the jealousy. So we, we all have epic historical stories about big wars have been fought and uh, around, you know, around revenge and, and uh, you know, the king going after the, the, the beautiful prince who, you know, who impregnated his daughter and, or his wife, <laughs> you know, all of those, they're so deeply embedded in our culture uh, that jealousy is a correct feeling and that it requires revenge and consequences. However, I've learned in these, these communities, which, was, which came as total news to me, that there is such thing as compersion. So humans, C-O-M-P-E-R-S-I-O-N, compersion. Compersion, if you look it up in the dictionary, uh, I don't exactly know now exactly what the dictionary might say, but this is the, the gist of it. What it means is that you have love and, and, and you feel love and pleasure in your body when your partner is experiencing pleasure and love. So it's the feeling, it's a, it's a feeling that comes from the heart, not from the wounded ego. Jealousy is is as a wounded is an expression of a wounded ego uh it's like i'm not good enough and fuck you i'm gonna make you pay for hurting me like this compersion is is a higher evolutionary state of being which means that i love you i don't own you i want you to have a beautiful life i want you to experience anything that I'm not able to give you. So if I have difficulty, I don't know, as, as a man getting it up or I'm not meeting you um, sexually, go and, and, and let's go to a swing club. Maybe you find a beautiful man there who can make you feel in a way I can't and I'm happy for you. So, and then, if you give this gift to your partner, I, you expand your heart and believe me, that partner, whether it's a woman or a man, would come back to the marriage with renewed energy and would not want to leave the marriage. They would not want to blow up the, the house, the children, the property, and, and all your friends and, and your lifestyle. If, you, if we give each other the freedom now, hopefully, hopefully people learn to give each other what the other one needs, and that requires open and clear communication. But they can't. I, my, my dad had a, has a friend who has had, whose wife had a brain injury very early on in their marriage, and they had children, and he never left her, but he had, he had children with, uh, with another woman and had several lovers over his life. But every single night he went back home to his original wife. So he never left her, but she was not interested in sex anymore. And she didn't really want to know what was going on. But he went out and had lives with other women. So that, that, is, um, that is what I, I want to 
underline that that I think each situation is is different. There's different types of love, and just because you went went out of the marriage for to have sex because at home you weren't getting any, that doesn't mean that you don't love your partner anymore. I think we we underestimate our capacity for love. We underestimate how how love doesn't stop and it can be infinite and i don't know how you feel about your ex-husband who who beat you etc but you know it, it and i thought about my my ex-husbands as well and i'll let you answer to that in in a minute but but ultimately it's compassion compassion because they destroy they de- destroy the very thing they love and so i think and you shouldn't be the by the way the punching bag for that how and you you do absolutely need to remove yourself if you are if you feel emotionally and physically unsafe absolutely i'm not saying that you know allow yourself to be in that situation but once you are removed and safe the only way we're going to heal this in our society if we have compassion for for others when they feel this this lack of not being able to be who they are how about my ex i learned two things either i get punched or i give sex so i use oh, wow. my body to uh, defer the punching wow. so i was like almost like a kind of sex sex wow. slave kind of thing wow. And it took me, uh, after I divorced him, almost 10 years. And I remember one day he got remarried. He was standing there and I looked at him and actually I felt sorry for him. I went there and I said, I forgive you. And I gave him a hug. Yeah. And then it was, that was the healing part for me. Absolutely. But you... That's why I'm 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 really doing this this uh, video this uh, podcast because I had lots of experiences in my life and if it can help one person not to be uh, taken by fear it because fear it's the biggest thing and you say okay like he was saying to me nobody will want you if you leave me if you have that kind of brainwash you need to talk to someone you need to do something and some women what they do they cheat and they can see the difference and then they are able to leave their husbands so for women sometimes it's very different than for men because women they use it as a tool to get the courage to leave their husbands right Right. If they find someone, if they find someone who is supportive enough. Yeah. And it's interesting that you brought that up because that's what my ex-husband said too. Like, so I don't know if it's in patriarchy. This was a, this was one of the tools to control women because he said to her, oh, nobody would have married you uh, if, mm-hmm. if I didn't and nobody would want you. And it's amazing how much I believed it. Same here. That's why I was stepping out after and it's it was a different life i i mean i was away from him because he stayed behind um and i came to uh, to canada but then when i went totally crazy for two years because i wanted to prove myself i had to get out of that my system that yes they want me and i had no problems 
Well, yeah, but uh, destroying someone else's self-worth—that's a way of controlling. It's this gas gaslighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's the form of control. And uh, and because we don't have we don't, again we don't have a place where we can go and talk about it talk to your girlfriends or and they have limited experiences themselves or your parents or your mother and they can help you because they are dealing with their own stuff in their own way and yes once a person destroy your self-esteem and self-worth then you do feel and, and you're saying like, wow, this is a person who knows me or supposedly knows me the best. This is a person who loves me, supposedly. And to them, the way it looks like that I'm not worthy anyways, and anyways, then yeah, I guess I should stay because who else would want me? He's telling me, he, he's telling me I'm worthless. And to to recover that it took me it took me 6 years after my second husband when he said that kind of stuff to actually feel well you know again the gaining weight uh, i used to pick my skin like we get into these self destructive behaviors and also to keep people away and uh, because I believed him, I said, well, yeah, who would want me? Who would want me? And now who would want me? Two little kids. Who would want me? And that was my mantra until one day, one day I, you know, I got a bit of tan, my skin cleared, I lost a bit of weight and I was around 40. And then I just caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. I was on a cruise ship working and, and all of a sudden this, this thought flashed through my head. And he said, who wouldn't want me? And I don't know where that came from, but that was a turnaround for me right away. And, and from that point on, actually, my energy changed. And I met someone on the cruise ship. And he said, you were walking around on this cruise ship with fuck off written all over you. So the thing, so the thing is, is that when we believe that that nobody would want you, we also emit this energy. Stay away. I'm trouble. I'm damaged. I'm not worthy. I have nothing to offer. I'm nobody. And if you start again uh, with that, with that sparkle of self. Now they call it self love but really self-respect and self-worth. And, and, uh, and, and this is where the real damage is in these marriages. This is why women don't leave because they don't think they can. My mother didn't think uh, that, that anyone else would want her. So it's, it's, it boils down to, again, self-love, knowing who you are, your own self-worth, and then you actually have something to offer to a person where you're coming in as a fully integrated human being with their own desires and wants and offers and gifts into the other, into bringing it into a new relationship. And yes, who wouldn't want you? And then you choose. I wanted to say before you continue that your picture is going to be on, on my, uh, on my logo. And look at her. She's super beautiful and sexy i mean who wouldn't want you really like when i look at your picture i said oh my god look at you so <laughs> it's it, oh, everything that he said it's like irrelevant uh, that that picture actually was taken right after we shot the video the yoni massage video and i was on, on such high i was such a huge sense of accomplishment 
to do that and to offer that out into the world. And then that photo was taken right after. So I'm glowing with this orgasmic energy. <laughs> glowing, you're glowing, totally glowing. And, and that's Amazing. really what I, that's what I want for everyone. And, yeah. you know, that photo, I was, uh, you know, like I was past 50, 50. And, and it took me, like it took you many, 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 many years of struggle to feel good about myself and i'm still not 100 percent there but uh but 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 getting closer and you know what's the upside of some of the things that the downside that when i went crazy to prove that i i people want me i became like him i was like okay just go away okay just go away it it needed to regain the power and for each person, I suppose it's different. For me, it was that I was in total control. Mm -hmm. If I didn't want something, I said no. But it took me, I don't even know how many years to get to that point. But you can do it. Everybody can do it. And yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't know what the demographics of, uh, of, of this podcast and who listens to it. My, my uh, wish is that, that, it gets to many, many parts of the world where where this is not possible, and this is why I'm I'm talking about talking out or speaking out about this, and and talking to you uh, here on the west coast of Canada, where we have the freedom to speak about this kind of things, and and we have the freedom to walk away, we have the financial freedom to be independent as women, where so many other parts of the world this is still not achievable and anywhere uh, there are women who are not in our privileged um, super privileged position that that we are uh, as white western women that we have the freedom and we have the support and there is there is battered women uh, groups now and and hotlines and uh, and and safety houses and counseling and coaches and support out there uh, in many parts of the world. This is still not available. And that's my wish and hope that some of this podcast makes it to those deep dark corners of the world where women are so oppressed and men are going out cheating and doing whatever and, and have compassion for both. And to know that there is a wave this 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 virus is giving us an opportunity to evolve together uh, around the world. And if we don't solve our our issues between uh, men and women, we are going to keep perpetuating pain. And this has got to end. And we can do it. There are solutions. There are skills. There are people out there. There are books. There are podcasts. And I just want to encourage everyone to, to stop watching porn and Hollywood and get off the video games just for a period of time and actually spend time. Because if, it's just like the garden. If you don't plant a seed, if you don't water it, if you don't nurture it, it will not grow and nothing is more valuable than, than a human being. So don't numb your brain with empty entertainment. Carve out time to 
expand yourself as a human being and and ultimately our solution to all of our problems is uh, what's in our heart and that's really what a human being is all about and we have we have repressed it we have shut it down and none of this can be solved with the mind it's all in our heart and having the compassion as you said for your ex-husband it that's our heart has 30 percent more intelligence than our mind and once we act out of our heart our lives will just i'm at an age where i am that's the beauty that's the beauty of growing old is that you get the wisdom and you look back to your younger self and to know and that would be my suggestion to all the young people is just drop into your heart and follow your heart those words are not empty words it's actually is in our physiology to do that so every time you are in your in a difficult situation sit down quiet the mind and drop into your heart what is your heart telling you and if you are confused if you're upset reach out to someone else reach out to an elder in previous societies we always had had elders who were sharing their wisdom to the community uh, it takes a lot of effort to become a fully integrated human being and as older people in a, in the society this is uh, we shouldn't be tossed to the curbside uh, in senior homes and 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 forgotten there's a lot of wisdom that can be shared and and the wisdom is not about talking about complaining about the pain and and suffering it's about the what it means to be a human being and all the difficulties and it's it's complex it's complex and there are tools out there so thank you for the opportunity eva yeah well you know what i love every time you come on only one thing don't show nicole's on facebook (laughs) but seriously uh the human body is amazing and you have the time as you say to get in touch with yourself, get in touch with your values, get uh, and and live your life. I mean, I had some things like people, oh, I wouldn't go out. Everybody's so scared. Live your life. Give yourself some pleasure, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. Uh, definitely, I'm going to put everything up. All your uh, website and website. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. you. Yes. And I encourage people to reach out and go and see some of the videos reach out and uh and just be happy yes it's 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 you know this is a beautiful field of work and i'm very very passionate about it and talking to peers in this in this field it is also extremely frustrating because people are scared to reach out and they don't want to spend the money and wow, you know, we have no problems buying Starbucks, buying gadgets, buying, just buying, buying, buying. And I have to say that a lot of that buying comes from a compulsion to feel a whole and feel good about ourselves. And we have been trained to, to every time they feel uneasy about our lives, to fill it up with gadgets, to fill it. And now we have so much fucking stuff we don't know what to do with. Why don't you invest in yourself instead? Because Once that stays investing, forever. Yeah. Because the, the, what you have, just do a garage sale and you see how much crap you have. Not and how hard you out. worked for years yeah. to buy that crap that now nobody wants even for 50 cents. And that's the value of your time, your precious time on the planet. 
So please, you know, invest in yourself, uh, not just with me, but in every area. There's so many things and skills that it that it that now it's available for for really a fraction of a cost than than all this crap coming from China is is none of us need none of us need and and it's it's this is not and 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 I have to say that this is not a suggestion we are at a time in uh, and I really need to be actually firmer about this because this is not a time now in history where we have oh you know okay well now I don't want to do it I'll do it five years from then no we can't afford to wait it's time for all of us to get way more active in in solving our issues right away we don't have 10 years this planet may not make it if we all keep doing the crap that we have been doing and this virus is an absolute wake-up call for all of us we will not survive if we keep creating wars within us if we don't we deal with our traumas if we don't deal with our relationship issues and we keep beating our wives or we keep cheating on each other if we still have dishonesty in our relationship people we need to get over our fears and uh, if you can't then find people to support you but you must drop into your heart you must start to be honest uh and, and ask for the life that you deserve and, and be open that. and enlightened it's enlightened because if you are not open and enlightened you are not going to get to the point that jealousy you know to kill because of jealousy or not to leave uh, someone who's abusive or you abuse someone open your mind and see what is important dig inside forget forget everything that you hear from media media is like yeah the jealousy this jealousy that they they create this kind of scarcity that people yeah. are like they don't know what to believe in and believe what is in your heart yes unfortunately the media is out to get you to spend the money uh, for entertainment and it needs to stop we are own sovereign beings and drop into your heart and uh uh enlightenment is a charged word so uh what i would translate that for a lot of people is uh, just stay open stay open and and yes seek what's in your heart and that will lead you to to light light meaning be light not heavy mm -hmm. you know yeah. be be open and sunny not dark and and stingy thank um, you so much julia i had such fun again and it's such a pleasure to talk to you and we're going to come back because i uh, for another one i'm curious about the ramifications that's going to be our next one maybe of um when people cheat on each other, how to deal with it and what to do and what are some, some of the tools that you can give them. But that's going to be another podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, Thank you so I, much. yeah that's, that's lovely. Nice talking to you. Have an awesome day. You Just too. Bye. So okay. I, I, As a goodbye. As a goodbye, Julia flushed me. Just to <laughs> let you know. <laughs> Until next time, live the life of your dreams with the partner of your dreams.
Lady Vassers. Goodbye.